don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. Today is August 28, 2019. And five years ago, today, as of this recording, uh, Hal Finney officially passed away. Hal Finney uh, was a cryptographer and activist. He was actually the one who broke SSL and wrote extensively about its weaknesses. He was a cypherpunk and cryptographic activist. He supported individual rights, privacy, and believed in the liberating power of this technology. He was a key developer in PGP and worked alongside Phil Zimmerman for years. He was the inventor of reusable proofs of work, which became a foundational piece in the design of Bitcoin. He was also the very first person, aside from Satoshi, to run the Bitcoin client. And he also received the first Bitcoin transaction from Satoshi in 10 Bitcoins shortly after the network went live. He was a true giant of cryptography. He loved what he did clearly, and he was a critical part of the foundation that got us to where we are today. So I wanted to take an episode out in the middle of our current run and read one of his last posts on bitcointalk.org. It is titled Bitcoin and Me by Hal Finney. I thought I'd write about the last four years, an eventful time for Bitcoin and me. For those who don't know me, I'm Hal Finney. I got my start in crypto working on an early version of PGP, working closely with Phil Zimmerman. When Phil decided to start PGP Corporation, I was one of the first hires. I would work on PGP until my retirement. At the same time, I got involved with the cypherpunks. I ran the first cryptographically-based anonymous remailer, among other activities. Fast forward to late 2008 and the announcement of Bitcoin. I've noticed that cryptographic graybeards, I was in my mid-50s, tend to get cynical. I was more idealistic. I have always loved crypto, the mystery and the paradox of it. When Satoshi announced Bitcoin on the cryptography mailing list, he got a skeptical reception at best. Cryptographers have seen too many grand schemes by clueless noobs. They tend to have a knee-jerk reaction. I was more positive. I had long been interested in cryptographic payment schemes. Plus, I was lucky enough to meet and extensively correspond with both Day and Nick Zabo, generally acknowledged to have created ideas that would be realized with Bitcoin. I had made an attempt to create my own proof-of-work-based currency called RPOW. So I found Bitcoin fascinating. I had made an attempt to create my own proof-of-work-based currency called RPOW. So I found Bitcoin fascinating. When Satoshi announced the first release of the software, I grabbed it right away. I think I was the first person besides Satoshi to run Bitcoin. I mined block 70-something, and I was the recipient of the first Bitcoin transaction when Satoshi sent 10 coins to me as a test. I carried on an email conversation with Satoshi over the next few days, mostly me reporting bugs 
and him fixing them. Today, Satoshi's true identity has become a mystery. But at the time, I thought I was dealing with a young man of Japanese ancestry who was very smart and sincere. I've had the good fortune to know many brilliant people over the course of my life, so I recognize the signs. After a few days, Bitcoin was running pretty stably, so I left it running. Those were the days when difficulty was one, and you could find blocks with a CPU, not even a GPU. I mined several blocks over the next days, but I turned it off because it made my computer run hot and the fan noise bothered me. In retrospect, I wish I had kept it up longer, but on the other hand, I was extraordinarily lucky to be there at the beginning. It's one of those glass half-full, half-empty things. The next I heard of Bitcoin was late 2010, when I was surprised to find that it was not only still going, Bitcoins actually had monetary value. I dusted off my old wallet and was relieved to discover that my Bitcoins were still there. As the price climbed up to real money, I transferred the coins into an offline wallet where hopefully they'll be worth something to my heirs. Speaking of heirs, I got a surprise in 2009, when I was suddenly diagnosed with a fatal disease. I was in the best shape of my life at the start of that year. I'd lost a lot of weight and taken up distance running. I'd run several half marathons and I was starting to train for a full marathon. I worked my way up to 20 plus mile runs and I thought I was all set. That's when everything went wrong. My body began to fail. I slurred my speech, lost strength in my hands, and my legs were slow to recover. In August 2009, I was given the diagnosis of ALS, also called Lou Gehrig's disease after the famous baseball player who got it. ALS is a disease that kills motor neurons, which carry signals from the brain to the muscles. It causes first weakness, then gradually increasing paralysis. It is usually fatal in two to five years. My symptoms were mild at first and I continued to work, but fatigue and voice problems forced me to retire in early 2011. Since then, the disease has continued its inexorable progression. Today, I am essentially paralyzed. I am fed through a tube, and my breathing is assisted through another tube. I operate the computer using a commercial eye tracker system. It also has a speech synthesizer, so this is my voice now. I spend all day in my power wheelchair. I worked up an interface using an Arduino so that I can adjust my wheelchair's position using my eyes. It has been an adjustment, but my life is not too bad. I can still read listen to music, watch TV and movies. I recently discovered that I can even write code. It's very slow, probably 50 times slower than I was before. But I still love programming and it gives me goals. Currently I'm working on something Mike Hearn suggested using the security features of modern processors designed to support trusted computing to harden Bitcoin wallets. It's almost ready to release. I just have to do the documentation. And of course, the price gyrations of Bitcoins are entertaining to me. I have skin in the game. But I came by my Bitcoins through luck, with little credit to me. I lived through the crash of 2011, so I've seen it before. Easy come, easy go. That's my story. I'm pretty lucky overall. Even with the ALS, my life is very satisfying. But my life expectancy is limited. Those discussions about inheriting your Bitcoins are of more than academic interest. My Bitcoins are stored in our safe deposit box, and my son and daughter are tech-savvy. 
I think they're safe enough. I'm comfortable with my legacy. Rest in peace, Hal. This is the Crypto Economy, and I am Guy Swan. Till next time, take it easy, guys.